<laughs> oh, hey, good morning. It's your girl, Kilowatt. I am smoking a cig, thinking about my day, and going over my recent podcasts. And a part of me, like, <laughs> it sounds dumb, but I'm going to fucking say it anyway. Part of me feels really stupid about the perspective that I've held. And it's just sort of like one of those moments where you recognize that you're debilitating in your own essence. Like you're just debilitating yourself. You're stopping yourself. You're like marching into cement. And so first, I guess I should, let me just break it down. There's two sides of me. Okay. There's always been two sides. There's that beautiful bus driver that's fucking fun and everybody loves her and it's just great and everybody can't believe that she's just so fucking awesome and funny and just like kiddish and at her heart. Like I'm just like a little kid driving a bus like a fucking baby goat doing spiral flips off my coworkers that are fucking crabby and um, it's really hard to imagine her in, in any other element than what she's at. Like it's just... It's almost like um, intimidating the way that I operate and that I like the manner in which I carry myself. I'm consistent and I'm steadfast and, and it's pretty fucking obvious when I'm not in a good mood or when I'm in a great mood. I'm very transparent and people know what I'm feeling when I'm feeling as I go through it. And that I'd like to pay ode or tribute to my Sagittarius sun on the Galactic Center. And that's astrology talk. But it's part of me that is just, you can't break her. You cannot break her. I could be in the fucking Holocaust and find fun. I could make it funny. Like I'm very (laughs) good at it. But then there's another side to me that a lot of people don't get to see. And the only time you do see it is when I'm in these podcasts confessing my my truth in the car, you know, or under the dark sky, like when there's no one around. There's a side of me that is so dark and disturbing that people don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with themselves. They wonder if I'm okay, if I'm safe, if I'm going to make it, like... It's everything that I suppress when I'm in that presence of light and when I'm just being the fucking sun for the people around me that need it. And when you do that enough, if you don't have an off switch, it has a tendency to eat away at at the core lining of your soul and you don't even notice it until you're surrounded by darkness and you can't find a way to get out of bed. And those are the times that I... I look into myself and I look at the duality that's present because I am very dualistic. I'm consistent as fuck. In the day, I'm the goddamn sun, but at night, I am I'm everything black. And sometimes sometimes the darkness is like enjoyable and super fun and, you know, sensual, but <laughs> at night, I am a different person. And that's something that everybody I've ever been with, be it friends, coworkers, bosses, business partnerships, neighbors, like 
everyone that has a connection to me doesn't truly understand what that duality is until they experience it and it's overwhelming. And so it's a little bit much. And I just want to take that moment and apologize if it seems erratic or inconsistent, but I promise you there is a timeline and it's always true. I love to sleep. I love taking naps. I'm fucking funny. I enjoy what I do. I love people, but I am a different human on my podcast and I am working through a lot of trauma. One of the beautiful things about my life is that I've been put on a fast track of development and transformation. (laughs) Like, I think that we as souls come into this life and we have a tendency to select, you know, different birth chart patterns. Like as an astrologer, I can say there's a lot of people in this world that have nothing but grand trions and just sextiles everywhere. And those are optimistic, positive, easygoing, freely flowing, energetic connections between different like places in this life. Like some people are really good at words and some people can write like a fucking sonnet in the blink of an eye. Some people can sing like a goddamn bird. Some people can murder people with the blink of an eye. Like it doesn't matter. There's a talent and we all have them. But it just so happens that my talent is transformation. When you put Mars and Pluto together with the South Node or your past life experiences in the first house of self and Scorpio, you get someone that knows how to get the fuck up every goddamn time. Like you can't knock them down. They might be down for a minute. They always dwell in the deep, but they tend to get up. They're like fucking Wolverine from X-Men. They just heal. <laughs> and you're like, how? How are you still alive? And that's that's me. That's literally the strongest energy in my birth chart or like my life energy. Um, But the purpose of having that energy in my past life experience and putting it in my first house and then shifting that focus. So you have a past life and a future life or one true path destiny and that's called your north node. Um, In Western astrology, it's called uh, Rahu or the North Node, True Node, and then K2 in Eastern astrology. So if you can straddle the lines, you're able to see both sides. You can see Eastern and Western. There's been tons of books written on it, and I specialize in looking at both because I never thought that any piece of information was irrelevant simply because they were different. I wanted to find the bridge. So I think it's funny that the that the city that I love, that I wasn't born in, but I lived and grew in, uh, its brightest bridge, its most, I guess it's more of like a, like a moth to a flame type bridge. It's brand new. Happened when I started at TriMet. And Neil McFarlane, the man that pardoned my leave of absence and allowed me to keep my employment at TriMet had named it with intentions of focusing on the indigenous cultures in Oregon. So we had a special tribe off of the Oregon coast come and name this bridge. And they held like a 
a contest, like who can name this bridge? But like, ultimately it was just a means to get the community involved and excited about it. Cause they had always had plans for the name of the bridge. And it's called the Tillicum Bridge, and it shifts its colors at night. The The lights depend on the temperature of the water below or in the atmosphere surrounding. So it could be purple, it could be red, it could be green. And I'd like to invite you to just look at this bridge and see the color patterns that play out throughout the seasons. And um, they ended up settling on what the indigenous tribe was, which I wish I could remember it, but I'm the nighttime version of Kilowatt, so I'm like two glasses of wine deep. And it's called uh, the Tillicum Bridge, which is the bridge of the people. And I thought that was perfect because we didn't know it at the time, but we were coming into a place of great divide. I've never seen the city that I love divided like this. And I have a profound love for the military. Because it's not the people that are governed under our, you know, the laws. It's the people that make the laws happen. It's it's the National Guard, it's every branch, every government, everything that happens. These people show up every fucking day. And they're willing to do what their country wants and needs of them. And they'll build trenches during floods. They'll build shelters during hurricanes. They'll help give structure and order and peace in times of chaos. They will help you out of the rubble when you've just been hit by a bomb. Like they show up. And that's, I've had the privilege of growing up and like, being surrounded by people in the military and then on top of that, like working on a military base and one of my first loves, like military, like all of it. I mean, I I was there. I even got to meet like the national, I don't fucking know his name. I should know, like, but to me, labels don't matter. So I just, I met this guy like near the uh, memorial in D.C., in Bethesda, Maryland, and he was like a big deal. And all these bands were there to play at his house at 4th of July. And he gave my son and I these coins when his dad got hit by an IED um, when he was in Fallujah. And so we were, he got life flighted out. And then like, we were still in the process of divorce. So it was like really awkward, but I didn't want him to die. And so they flew us out there to see him and see if he was okay. And it was like super amazing. It was the most powerful weekend I've ever had. And I got to be on the East coast and it was just magic. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is why I love our military troops. Like, because they don't have to have a personal thought on everything going on in our government, but they will show up when they're needed. Like a soldier is someone that shows up with a fucking shovel And they're willing to bring sandbags. They'll bury the sick and they will fucking find a way. And that is what makes a soldier. A soldier isn't someone that just runs out and murders people. That's a sociopath. Those people don't want to do it, but they'll do it to protect what they think is right. And that's what I love about our country and our people. 
I didn't want to cry. God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do this every time. I'm such a fucking diva. I'm sorry. I'm so dramatic. Anyway, um, I lost my train of thought, but <sighs> shit, it's almost one. I hate everything. I have to go to bed soon. Um, but I wanted to talk about the great divide. I wanted to talk about the division in our city and the people that I love that are on opposing sides and the answers that I wasn't able to produce until I was met by my midnight <laughs> muse <laughs> self. Like I only get inspired at midnight. It's gross. It's so annoying. It's my Scorpio part. Anyway, um, so I wrote this on November 16th last year or well, like four years ago after the election. So I think I was driving like a 14 and Donald Trump was about to take office in January. And that's when all the riots started and everything got real weird. This is far past the Black Lives Matter movement. Like it's been going on for a while as it should. Sorry, I'm smoking. So I know that's gross. Anyway, uh, so I'm just going to read to you something that I wrote because I think that it, it's relevant to now and I'm going to tie it in. So just stay with me. Um, <clears throat> okay, here we go. A nation divided firebombs in the trash cans, highways shut down. I've never seen this kind of chaos in my city, a city I've loved my entire life. The city of roses was set ablaze and beneath the embers are a great many people who've given everything to their community. Generating hate is similar to an airplane turbine. Get ready to continue putting all you have for a single burst of power. It's unsustainable. I'm sad to see such great potential being wasted on acts of destruction. Obama has already set the pace by protecting Planned Parenthood and women's rights. An act of preparation for the hellstorm that crazy fuck will surely bring to our nation. Now is the time to generate long-term efforts to thwart the actions of a madman. Don't set shit on fire. Be the fire. And let it call you out of a dead sleep. Prepare. And that was like a challenge I invited people that I love that listened to me or even just casually like scrolled upon my page. It was an invitation I sent out to the people that I knew were the, the fixers and the menders and the peacekeepers. It's the same type of energy that I hold when I stand in front of my fucking neighbors that have Trump flags. Like, I can be petty. I'm petty as fuck. There's a Sagittarius in me and I'm funny. <laughs> There's a lot of fire, okay? But I'm also Scorpio, and my, my true path destiny is Taurus. So I'm very fucking grounded when I'm in my true essence. And it's usually because I've experienced what I need to. And sometimes that's a humbling lesson. When I got my DUI, I couldn't drive for a year. And I've been fortunate enough to watch a fellow operator and friend go. And I say fortunate, but I'm just saying like, it is unfortunate what happened, but it's also something that shed light on her own personal actions. So she went through a DUI and because of the 
laws that governed where she got her DUI, she was able to avoid being like suspended for a year. Now in Oregon, when you get a DUI with a CDL, it doesn't matter what you blow, you automatically get a one-year suspension. And that's what I got. And in my employment, I was lucky enough to meet other drivers who had gotten this type of infraction while working for my company. And it's not often discussed, but they did manage to sustain their employment through a freeze. And that agreement means you do not get to draw from your pension. Your 401, you don't get access to food stamps. You don't get access to TANF. You don't get access to anything. No unemployment. You have to just go and make it work. You have to pay the fees. You have to deal with all the legalities and you just get it. And in the end of that long fucking jaunt, you're guaranteed employment at your company that you put your time in. And my dad was killed by a drunk driver when I was two. So the <laughs> the uh, hypocrisy was real great. I was super disappointed in myself. And I was also misguided by my lawyer, who I paid an obscene amount of money to, to try and get me out of my problem. Um, much like my friend was trying to find a way to get out of her problem, but fortunately she got pulled over in the right state. And I say fortunately because I didn't ever want to see anyone else go through what I went through. I'm going to close my door. Hold on. And I'm also going to drink something, which may or may not be a coffee cup of Pinot Grigio, but I just need you to like, hold on, pause. Thank you. Feel free to drink something. (laughs) I don't want to be alone in that. But I learned what humility was. Like, I thought I was humble. I thought I knew everything. I felt really screwed out of life experience. And I was, like, angry. And because I'd gone through some type of misfortune or multiple misfortunes and lost people and been through things, I just forgot how blessed I was. And I'm not like religious by any means, but I will say this. I do pray. I pray now. I didn't always. I did in the past. I stopped because I got angry. I don't believe that God has a gender. I don't believe that there is a religion that can safely predict in an accurate manner what we're supposed to fucking do. But I do believe that in our core nature of self, there is a there's a structure, there's a mold, and there's a guideline. And there are things that feel inherently wrong. And it is up to us to determine if we're going to honor that feeling or not. It's up to us to honor the, the intuition we've been given as a gift. And it's up to us to ask for what we need, even if we know we feel silly talking out loud alone in our car or at our bedside. <sighs> Or at a fucking school desk. Like, (laughs) every time I've prayed, there's always a beneficial outcome in my favor. And I don't like to pray like that because I find it 
selfish. I like to pray and give thanks and gratitude for the things that I know I'm lucky to have. I'm grateful that I was able to keep my job. I'm grateful that Neil McFarlane made an like a exception on my part to allow me to keep my job past the time frame he'd ever allowed another operator who'd received a DUI while employed driving their personal vehicle because their lawyer is a fucking asshole and didn't care if they kept their job or not. I'm grateful that my dad knew he was going to die before he died and was able to say goodbye to us. I'm grateful that he had a tie to the other side and there's that part of me that is intrinsically fascinated with shamanism. Like, you can't just tell me that he knew he was going to die before he died and then he got killed by a drunk driver and then have me ignore that. Like, I only fucking realized that a few years ago. I didn't know that. And then I was on this weird spiritual journey and suddenly I was just pulled into it. Like, what? My best friend just died. My entire life is a lie. I have nothing to focus on other than my newborn baby who cries 24-7 and I have no friends. And that was horrible. That was a horrible time. But I was given the gift of silence and introspection and, and thoughtfulness and that was a blessing. And it shifted my perspective and my focus from being one of white picket fences and 3.5 kids and a safe retirement fund and consumerism and contributing to capitalism and the constant cycle that we all continuously roll in without question. Like it, it's like the equivalent of the matrix and the red to the blue pill. And I took the right pill and it woke me up and I've never been the same since. And that's why my marriage failed. And that's why I'm alone in my apartment at night making sounds to make an echo. That's why I'm lonely. And that's okay. It's okay to be lonely. It's okay to be sad. But it's not okay to go through your constant daily routine without question of what is more. Because we're made from heavier substance. You don't have to have weight, but it needs to be deep. It needs to have substance. I would love to continue on, but I do need to go to bed. And I have a lot more thoughts, but I want to apologize for my really boring antics lately. And I just, like as much as I hate to attribute it to astrology, like Mars being retrograde is a bitch. I just now realized that I have rosacea and it's, it's actually tied to me drinking too much as a means to cope. So it's just another focus on me. Like at night, instead of drinking wine, I should drink water. And instead of being angry at things, I should lift heavy things. And I've known this, like I've been a personal trainer. I'm fucking aware of the things I need to do. But I've been hiding because I'm in a place of transition and I've chosen to ignore my health. Now Mars being retrograde, meaning it it appears to spin backwards or stand still in my sixth house of daily health and mental function, uh, definitely played its role. And I learned quickly that I'm in an, uh, an early stage of rosacea 
which could quickly progress to uh, a serious case if I don't get my health under control. And that's completely fine. Like I need my body to talk to me and I always listen, but for one reason or the other, one heartbreak after the next, I just decided not to focus on that. And so this is me as like a human in her car alone at night telling you that I am going to shift my focus now that Mars is turning direct. I have more drive to pay attention to my daily function and my daily life habits, style, health, and and I owe that that information to just being knowledgeable in astrology. So I know it, it could sound like I'm beating a dead horse or like banging the same drum, but when you get into a place where you're constantly absorbing everyone's energy and you're trying to understand your own, it gets you to a new place where you just want to understand shit. So I got real fascinated with serial killers. I got real fascinated with understanding the inner workings of my psyche and that led me to astrology and it does explain the patterns and I am fucking not even kidding I trust it with my life so I'm gonna go to bed I have a long day tomorrow and then hopefully I'll be able to get myself established in my own apartment go grocery shopping clean up a bit and go to the gym so this is Kilowatt. I love you. Oh, shit. There's something else on my car. There's like a, a cougar outside of Bren's house. So I stay over at his house to be near Braylon because she's got uh, internet schooling, like Zoom class. And it's really difficult to schedule daycare right now during COVID. So I've been staying at his house just to be near her. And I sleep in her room, um, and I go out to my car for silence and just, like, privacy. But the last couple of nights, I've noticed there is a cougar, and I only know that because I actually Googled cougar sounds, and there's, like, a young cougar out here that has been, like, stalking me. So I'm going to stay in my car for a minute, but... <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I hate being this close to the country. I can't wait to move close to the town. Um... This is Kilowatt. Hi. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'm going to go inside and go to bed. I hope you guys are doing well. And just for now, like, so tomorrow my friend Rebecca, her mom just died. And she's been my friend since I started bus driving. So I'll probably have her do... Um, audible clips of our visit tomorrow because I'm going to have her meet me at the transit center and we're just going to chat um so that's what we have to look forward to tomorrow but for now I'm going to let you go and then I'm going to go sneak into my house once I know I'm not going to be fucking kibble <laughs> the fucking thing like the the cat or whatever like I was sitting outside smoking a cigarette and like it was super late and I do this thing where, like, I start to drift off if it gets too late. Like, I take Benadryl or um, melatonin. And, like, I like to smoke with the lights off. So I, like, lean my head back against the deck wall. And I was, like, just sitting there smoking. And sometimes I'll drift off and I'll, like, pick up, go to bed. And as I was drifting off, I heard this, like, high shriek chirping sound. And it sounded like a bird. 
And then when I Googled the chirping sound, because my neighbor had said there was a cougar in the area and is constantly stalking the small animals, that fucking sound was right next to me. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I was almost cougar kibble. Fuck, man. Like, I got to get my life. I got to get it. And you know what? I'm gonna. It's gonna be fine, but. Welcome to the Chaos of Kilowatt. I hope you guys are doing well. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Sweet dreams. Bye.